0: Please stand. We worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. confess together. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also
1: with you. Let us pray. Lord God, led your people through
2: the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide us now so that following your Son, we may walk safely through the wilderness of the, this world, toward the life you alone can give, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
0: I invite you to be seated and children to come forward.
3: Come up. Acolytes. Hey, Zoe, come on up, girl. That's it. Hey, you guys did good this morning to be here. Was it hard to get up today? Your parents woke you up. That's... You know, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. All right, so you notice some things have changed in here. Purple, that's right. Royalty, is that why we do purple? You know, they did clothe Jesus in purple when he, during his passion, and that is a part of that. You know, purple was the most expensive color in the past to make, not today because we can do everything with colors and stuff, but back in Jesus' day, back in at not even that far back, purple was very expensive to come up with, and so we have purple because we are going to sacrifice a lot during Lent to get ready for the great feast. Now so this, no, no, sacrifice as in, you know, give up a lot give up a lot for this season. So that's one reason we use purple. Let's see, what else is different now? Um, Yeah, go ahead. The The candle's not lit, that's right. And we're going to wait for that for Easter. So, um, you know, it's interesting. We go now into a time of 40 days. 40 days. Is that a long time? Kind of, huh? 40 days. And today we hear you're going to hear that Jesus went out into the wilderness for 40 days and he did not eat. Now, what is your favorite food? Tell me your favorite food.
1: Ice
3: cream. Ice cream. Favorite food. Ooh. You want to uh, you want to do a different one? Toaster, strudel. Favorite food? It can be anything. Anything. Chocolate? You don't have a fa- You are so blessed, aren't you? You have a favorite food, Zoe? Well, something you just love? You don't, I don't have to give you the mic. That's okay. What, what, you have a favorite food? Which one's your favorite food? Don't know? How about dad? What's your favorite food, dad? roast beef oh yeah you know um, my favorite food which I cannot eat without gaining a pound for every bite is pizza oh I love pizza, the bread and the cheese, melty cheese and the sweet tomato sauce and what else go ahead tell me I'll I'll say it cake yeah so, let's pretend we are Jesus, and we're out for 40 days, and we have not been able to eat anything. And here comes the old tempter, and he says, look at those round stones, Jesus, because that's the other thing I love. It's fresh baked bread. Oh, you know, you go out to restaurants, and they put it in that warm, warm you know, oh. And then then when you get your dinner, you're not even hungry anymore because you just devoured that whole bread. That happens to you too? Oh, gosh, I'm so glad. That's so good. So, um, just think about how Jesus would have felt. He would have been like, yeah, I'm the Son of God. I can turn that stone into bread. That's what the, the devil comes to Jesus and says, hey, just do that. Just turn that stone into bread. And, and he doesn't do it. And he says, "No." You shouldn't, you know, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. And then and then Jesus gets tempted with a couple other really difficult, even more difficult temptations, but He doesn't give in. He doesn't give in. And we're going to talk today about that in our, in our sermon, but I want you to know, yeah, we are. Because there, we have some, we have, a, you know, we have a it's a battle. It's a fight sometimes to be a Christian, and we have temptations to do not so good things sometimes. Like, like you know, sometimes we might want to s- say something. Jesus did not give up. That's right. He wandered. He was in the wilderness for 40 days. And we're going to talk about that. what that means for us, because we have temptations too, don't we? Yeah, to sometimes say mean things or do things that we know aren't, isn't the right thing to do. We're going to talk some more about that. But here's the good news. Jesus did it for us. He did it for you. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he needed to worry about that. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's talk about that because, yeah, I don't think you need to be scared about that. No, nope. you don't need to be scared because God is with you and he's going to watch out for you. You don't need to worry about that. See, that's the other thing. The devil and just we get scared about stuff, but you've been baptized. And when you were baptized, you were clothed in Christ, just like Paula and, and Tom and I have these white robes on. You were clothed in Christ, so you... God is going to protect you, so you don't have to worry about that old evil spirit. You don't have to worry about it. Jesus, you've got armor on. God's protecting you. All right, let's pray. Thank you, God, for these young people. Bless them in their journey, and thank you that you went into the wilderness, and you were victorious for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys.
4: A reading from Romans the word is near you on your lips and in your heart because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for one believes with the heart and so is justified and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved the scripture says no one who believes in him will be put to shame for there is no distinction between jew and greek the same lord is lord of all and is generous to all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved the word of the lord
3: Thanks, Peter. For our psalm today, the congregation, you will just simply be singing the refrain. The choir is going to lead us in the verses, sing the verses. So you just simply come in on the refrain with the choir.
4: responsibly, just the gospel, gospel. Mm -hmm. so it's now the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world and the devil said to him to you i will give their glory and all this authority for it has been given over to me and i give it to anyone i please if you then will worship me it will all be ours jesus answered him it is written worship the lord your god and serve only him then the devil took him to jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple saying to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down from here for it is written he will command his angels concerning you you will not dash your foot against a stone jesus answered him it is said do not put the lord your god to a test when the devil had finished every test he departed from him until an opportune time the gospel of the lord Praise to you.
3: let us pray gracious and loving God may the words of my mouth the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight and be fruitful for our faith And we pray this in Jesus name Amen identity theft just saying those words I can see the anxiety some of us have experienced that crime it's a horrible thing to have your identity stolen and it's a pain and it takes a lot of work and it's a huge issue. We today are really worried about having our identity stolen. And you can buy insurance now. You can have credit monitoring. and just like with our computers you know there's those viruses and so you have to get virus protection well there's protection against identity theft well I'm here to tell you today that even though identity theft has become a big deal in our times it's an old old problem. it's an old old problem as we watch Jesus go out let out by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness And the devil tempts Jesus with bread and power and safety. He's actually not just tempting him with things. He's trying to steal Jesus's identity. It's a sophisticated scheme of identity theft, I say. Underneath all those specific temptations, is the devil trying to lead Jesus away from his identity as the Son of God is away from his identity and relationship to the Father and undercut that with that little word if if you are the Son of God if in essence the temptation is for Jesus to go it alone Take up his own agenda and not the one that he's received from the Father. We also are tempted in the same way. And wouldn't it be great if, indeed, like our Psalms said, God is our refuge and our strength, that God provides a shelter for us, insurance for us from identity theft? how is it that we can be protected from this ongoing temptation to take our lives into our own hands by those many ifs in life if if you would just own this piece of property if you would just have this car if you would just get this degree if you would just get this grade on your paper if these kids would just accept you and like you if that person that you're crazy about would just truly love you like you love them, boy, then everything would be perfect. If I could get that promotion, if I could get more money, then you would have life. David Lowe says this way, a great preaching help. Former, former president of one of our seminaries, Lutheran pastor, he says, our people are under assault every single day by tempting messages that seek to draw their allegiance from the God who created and redeemed them towards some meager substitute. And sometimes they are pretty meager. I mean, I've seen advertisements for Chinette plates that made me think I would be just you know, in like Flynn if I bought these Chinette plates. But of course, usually they're much more um, challenging and much more tempting. Wouldn't it be great if we had some protection from this kind of identity theft? How is it that we can protect ourselves from, from this powerful word that we're not god's child unless (laughs) we don't matter unless well i think you're doing it right now i think the old tempter knows that boy if god's people get into god's house bunched up together receiving the sacraments hearing the word That keeps them rooted in where their true identity is. If they go to Sunday school, if they invest in time in the Word, if they invest in prayer, if they're a part of the community, if they're in Bible study, in groups that can support them, if they are praying and looking to be prayed for as well, if they are serving and loving the neighbor and seeing their daily occupation as part of their vocation to be God's blessing in the world, if they remember that they've been blessed to be a blessing, if they're doing that, boy, that's insurance against the old tempter. Your ultimate insurance, your ultimate protection is when you were taken to that font and you had water poured over you, In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are baptized and you are claimed by Almighty God. And that's what we do in Lent. We go back to our baptism. We get rid of some things that maybe have been kind of pulling us away from our identity. Um, That maybe if we fast from some things, when we get to that great Easter celebration, um, it'll be even greater because now we can truly feast and celebrate what God has done. That's what Lent is about So I guess we could look at Jesus and his victory in that wilderness in these 40 days and say, wow, we should just do what Jesus did and we'd be great. But I'd like to offer to you that Jesus' help out in the wilderness as he battles the devil, as we begin our Lenten journey, is not so much that he showed us how to do it, (laughs) in fact it's much greater than that and and I sent so let me go with me on this you know this is what month and what happens in March Basketball. Ba- thank you <laughs> this is March madness now Teachers and other people in education where kids know that there's another kind of madness that happens about in March, just because people are fed up with the winter or whatever. I don't know what it is. But, um, but, in, but in March, it's basketball time. It's college basketball time. And I have to confess, I haven't really watched college basketball that much. But there's something about college basketball that I just love, way more than the professional sport. And, you know, it's partly because there isn't so much money involved in all of this, but um, there's something that happens. And I, I want you to, if you do watch a game, I want you, whenever you can see it, on the, they don't always show it, But you usually see it in the background. You know, you can watch the players and the the superstar players, you know, playing for the best teams. They're out there on the court working, you know, doing their thing, making their great shots, making their great slam dunks. But look in the background at at the, the players sitting on the bench, whether it's the women's basketball or men's basketball, look at the players sitting on the bench. I love it because they are not sitting there going, well, I'm just collecting a paycheck. This is cool. No, they're a part of the team. And those are the ones who have worked their tails off every practice, working, running, um, you know, doing all the drills, doing everything. And when it comes to the big games, they never see the light of day. They never get on the court. They are sitting at the end of the bench. But they are not sitting there like, oh, who cares? No, they are up every slam dunk. They're jumping up and waving towels. And when the threes go in, they're like, yes. And they're hugging each other. They're celebrating. They can't even stay off the court. They're so excited. When I look at Jesus in the wilderness, that's the way I feel. Because when I think about my life and how many times I mess up and how many times I fall into temptation or or just struggle and I don't do you know, like we started off today, the things done and the things left undone thought word and deed and i i get frustrated but when i look at jesus out in the wilderness i'm like one of those players on the bench and you're like one of those players on the bench because we don't belong on that court we're second string we're third string but jesus is out there and he does it all for us and so we're just, yes we're waving the towels Woo! he just knocked out the devil And here's why you get to celebrate and wave that towel because in your baptism, Jesus brought you onto his team and his victory is yours. That is how Jesus' time in the wilderness and his triumph over temptation is a help to us. Yes, it shows us be in the word, you know, have scripture a part of your life, because the devil's going to quote Scripture at you, uh, but, but, but the best help is to know you're on his team, and he's defeated the devil, and the devil will come back until an opportune time, but even then, Jesus will still stay the course and go to the cross for us and win the victory for us on Easter morning. But this is where my little analogy falls down a little bit, doesn't it? Because here we are just sitting on the bench. Or does it? Because when you start to think that not only in our baptism did we receive an identity, we received the Holy Spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness, that empowered him to triumph for us in the wilderness. And that same Spirit that is in Jesus. Is in us and so just maybe God the Father looks down the bench and says hey get in the game and we go no way no way we're not good enough we're not a super we can't no way and God says I'll give you my spirit so that you can be rooted in your identity and never let it go that you're a child of God and you can keep serving and keep loving no matter what the tempter throws our way. Thanks be to God. Amen.
0: before God with our prayers
2: dear Jesus as we begin the season of Lent help us to walk with you help us to resist temptations that lead us away from loving you and loving our neighbors draw us closer to you Lord in your mercy gracious Lord we lift up to you so many who are hurting in this world victims of tornadoes in Alabama refugees those who live in war-torn parts of the world the homeless, the addicted, those who grieve fam- grieve, families in turmoil, the ill in body, mind or spirit. Help us to be your hands and feet to one another. Lord in your mercy. God, we thank you for the youth of this church. Bless the dinner we will eat together today and bless the kids who will travel to Montana in love and service. We pray that you would help us to raise all of our children to delight in your will and to walk in your ways. Lord, in your mercy.
0: Amen. God, we lift up to you Doug and Debbie Green and the death of their daughter, Heather. We pray for Betty Coster's sister, Carolyn, as she recuperates. We pray for Zoe Fearing that her surgery would go well this week. We pray for Marietta's sister, Priscilla, as she continues to undergo tests. Be with Fran Mayert and be with Debbie and Patty as they recover from surgery. Lord, in your mercy, we hold in our hearts and lift to you for healing all we know and love who face cancer. Be with Peter, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol. And we ask you to bless and protect our deployed military and be with their families at home Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David. Hear us as we bring other names before you from our continued prayer list and those on our hearts. Zach, Jeff, and April. Lord, in your
1: mercy,
0: into your hands we trust all for whom we pray, knowing that you hear us and that you hold them in your heart. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you always.
2: And also with you. Greet
0: one another with God's peace. Sitting, uh, send this down the line so we can know you're here, and be sure and check out lots going on in our Beacon and ways to sign up in our ministry card. Any people interested in family camp this summer? We're going to meet in my office at 9:45. Also, just wanted to verbally do a reminder that um, we are f- trying to be fragrance-free Sunday mornings. We do have some people that have had to leave worship lately because they've been really bothered. So just try to remember Sunday, no perfume, cologne. Other days, it's up to you. But thank you for your attention to that. Um, Our Lent Wednesdays are going um, 1130, um, followed by our hearty meal at noon. And then there's a soup supper at six and worship at 645. We're going to be hearing a Broadway musical tune and relating that to the way Jesus gives hope for the hopeless and we live in the shadow of his cross. So join us. It should be wonderful worship. Also, um, over there, there are some prayer beads. They are free for the taking. If you want um, just a nice way to have something in your hands, kind of help you focus on prayer this season, um, please have those. They're lovingly made by several in our congregation for us. Um, last thing I want to say, ladies' night out this week is the movie Eighth Grade, and we are going to offer childcare. So um, it's six o'clock in room four, and just wanted to remind you of that. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: Hey, Oliver. I uh, what are you? Where are you, Saints, marching to serve this summer? Glad you asked, PJ. We're headed. to Montana. Oh, hold on, man. Uh, you might want to be mic'd and turn around. <laughs> Glad you asked, PJ. We're headed to Montana to work with the Blackfeet community in Heart Butte. Ah, yeah. Once again, are you uh, are you going today? You look kind of ready. No, we don't leave until July. We're oh, okay. Oh yeah, thanks for all the years that you have supported our youth on their, all their trips. Here it is, the details, doors open at 5 p.m., entertainment and inspiration start about 5.30, actually a little comedy will start at 5.30, dinner by Chef Michael of The Loft will be served once again at 6 p.m. There's no cost, but uh, to contribute to the dessert dash, you'll need cash or check for that, but we can take cards for donations if you want to donate to the youth trip itself and those donations will be tax-deductible. All right, um, I think that's all I have. Is that the one? That's the one. See
1: y'all tonight.
5: All right, thanks Oliver. Good job.
0: (laughs) Tom Hawks is gonna do a short talk.
2: Thank you very much, Pastor. you know, you may I am actually going to be the individual on the church council this year that will be responsible for stewardship. And some of you may wonder how you get a position like this. Uh, my wife was originally asked by Pastor Bill to take this position, and while she was mulling over the decision, uh, I looked at the material and found it interesting and made the mistake of telling my wife, this, this looks like something you ought to take on. And uh, she uh, inevitably turned it down, being much more intelligent than I am. And uh, Bill selected me and asked me if I'd do it. So basically, Bill, to use your basketball analogy and carry it a little bit further, I'm a second stringer. Yeah. That, that's the first time I've been a second stringer, but I don't want to get used to it too much. Um, this is not the sort of presentation I'm really comfortable with. If there were five or six hundred soldiers or troops in front of me, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. Uh, or if there was a class full of graduate students, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. But in front of a congregation, this is heavy stuff. But basically, I accepted this position for one simple reason: I love this church. I want all of you to love this church, and in so doing, when I come here first thing in the morning on Sunday and I see Bob Breen opening the church, during the day he's operating the church, and late at night he's often here locking the church. I see Lisa Gregg keeping the lights on and water running and the ground spotless. I also see Kathleen and Bruce maintaining the administrative functions of the church, running it flawlessly. Can't argue with that. I basically love this church because I love to see the young people running up and down the halls during preschool. I like to see young people eagerly walking up the walk and into the church on Sunday morning with their parents. Then the incredible job Marietta Nelson Biddle has done with the small group development. I think that's going to be key for the success of this church. And Kathy Bowman's series on love and action has been very eye-opening and quite, quite inspirational. I love this church because of the glorious music that Justin and his talented group of musicians provide us on a regular basis. And the volunteers, conducting groups, cooking meals, quilting, setting the Lord's table, greeting our worshipers, ushering, cleaning up and gardening the grounds, folding tables and chairs on ad infinitum. Well you get the picture. We need these volunteers to continue those things and in fact if we can increase it that's even better. Everyone else I see, and I was not able to mention, that keep this church up, running, and advancing. That's impressive to me. So once again, I love our church, and I want to emphasize the word our church because that's exactly what it is. We're the, we're the red blood cells that keep this church going along, and we want to keep that going. Well, I, well, I would hope that you reflect on some of the observations and comments I just made. Speak with your friends within the church and outside the church about some of these observations. And think about your friends, your poor friends, your friends that aren't so fortunate that do not yet belong to our church. We want to see you get them in here somehow. Don't give up on them. Keep working away like soil erosion. Keep trying to increase our membership in that manner. My purpose today was only to introduce myself because uh, you're going to be hearing a lot more from me during the year. And I hope not to be a pain in your side during the year. And I'll try and make my presence palatable to some degree. So with that, I want to thank you for uh, hearing me.
0: We'll continue worship with our offerings.
1: Uh oh. thanks. I don't know of could do two summers in a row. Uh, do you next time we be different.
0: Bless us and these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It
1: is right to give God thanks and praise.
0: It is indeed right, our duty and a joy, that all the time and everywhere we would give praise to you, God, through Jesus Christ. You call us to cleanse our hearts and prepare with joy for the Easter feast, that renewed in the gift of our baptism, we would come to the fullness of your grace. And so we join now with the choirs of angels, with the church throughout the earth, and with the hosts who are now in heaven with you, as we praise your name and sing their unending hymn. That night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for them all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. It is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sin. Whenever you drink this, remember me. Let us pray as he taught us. As you come forward, we will kneel at the altar, if you are able, if you need to stand, that's fine too. Kamal is ready. send this meal to um, Arlene Phillips and Audrey Klein. So let us pray for them. Lord God, we thank you for the hands that also bring this meal to those who are not able to be here. We pray that when they receive your body and blood, they would be strengthened and filled with your grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to please stand.
2: God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Before we receive the benediction, I did want to remind you there will be people available if you'd like prayers for healing or guidance or whatever is going on in your life. The prayer team will be here to offer prayers immediately following our closing song. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.
2: We are grace filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord.